Welcome back, baby faces. Victor Villain here. Leslie is making their way to the ring. Mr. Yurt. JP Savage. And ooh, we got somebody special lined up, guys. And now, making his HPC debut. JP Savage, why don't you tell them who it is? Damas y caballeros. Es un honor presentarle. Jesús Rodriguez! Woo! <laughs> oh, I never get tired of hearing that. Uh, you know what? In, in, in a special occasion like this, I think it should have a little extra. Um, you didn't do bad. You did not do oh. bad at all. So oh, we about to get the last on the, on the show? <laughs> let's, let's, start off, let's start off with the big umph, right? Okay. Uh, con los Con las guanábanas. Directo aquí en esta noche desde San Antonio, Texas. Yo soy Ricardo Rodríguez. Hell yeah. See, I just got excited. God. Now that's how you start the show, gentlemen. You see how I baited you? <laughs> <laughs> we got him. We got him. Awesome, awesome, man. Ricardo, thanks, man. We appreciate the time, man. How you doing, man? How you been? What have you been up to, man? Well, uh, currently I'm, I'm in San Antonio, Texas. I've been here for about a year now. Uh, I just moved here from uh, from Orlando, Florida. Uh, it's a it's a difference. It's a big change. Um, it's so humid. We get a lot of humidity here still, but it's the, the dry humid almost. So it's weird. It's not like California, which I'm born and raised in California. It's dry heat over there. Um, so it's it's all different, but at the same time, it's kind of nice. Um, just being around, you know, <laughs> La Raza and, and it's because it never ceases to amaze you when it, when it comes to La Raza and how, how we are. Uh, we're the <laughs> loudest. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the good and the bad things, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what part of California? I'm sorry. What part of California? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Okay. Are uh, you ever San- make your way out to San Francisco? Oh, of course, man. Before I, I was in WWE, I was in Independence. I was wrestling for four years, and all of California was our stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, there's nothing. There's not really much of anything between San Francisco and Los Angeles. So there's like that long five-hour drive where it's like nothing but cows um, and farmland, which is fine. But uh, but yeah, that that hour, those couple hours in between LA and San Francisco and the Bay Area yeah. were uh, brutal. <laughs> yeah. So do you you would say you're more of a city boy? Uh yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, uh, you ever make your way to Fisherman's Wharf? Uh, why don't you go check out uh Skoma's restaurant while you're there, man? Great place All to right. eat. We tell yeah, them Vic Villain sent you, man. Perfect. <laughs> They're gonna uh, be like, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> they gonna kick his ass out. <laughs> yeah, it's an unpaid bill. Man. I've been trying my hardest to work on like my potty mouth, but it's so fucking hard. So you're good, man. You're good. You're good uh, over you here. Don't worry. Loose. Yeah, go crazy. This ain't a Christmas story. Ain't nobody with soap. Bar soap, you good. <laughs> so, Ricardo, man, you've been everywhere, man. You've done it all, man. You've done Beyond Backyard, Pro Wrestling Affiliates, Shikara, Dragon Gate. What, what, what got, what gave you the passion, man? Where, where did it start? What, what made you want to become a wrestler? Where did you get your love for the game, for the, for the business? To be honest, I had a, and I'm, I'm sure we're around the same age area time frame. Um, I don't know if you knew guys, you guys knew back then, like there used to be um, this thing called the Black Box. 
Of course. Yes. Cable. <laughs> my entire childhood. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, the best work of good old JR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the homie that hook you up with the, with the black box, and then uh, you would get all, like, the HBOs and the pay-per-views, and, you know, the unscrambled channels were not scrambled anymore. Oh. Uh, so... So I had a friend of mine who who had the black box, and then like I wasn't too much into American wrestling, um, but you know I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot because I mean I, I grew up watching Lucha Libre as a kid okay. in Mexico, uh, but then once uh, once we got over to to here in the U.S., like it, we didn't have cable, we just had the antenna, and so we didn't have Lucha anymore. Um, so I kind of gave that up, and I kind of went back to soccer, football, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh-huh. The real football. Uh, so then, once I once I got older, and then I started slowly weaving back into American wrestling, and then my buddy invited me to WrestleMania. What was it? Um, I want to say WrestleMania 17. And, oh, God. just what only a, the best one, right? What a perfect time. Oh, easily, yeah. Oh, look, it's bad, especially looking now, uh, looking back now, uh, understanding wrestling a lot more, and then you know, taking, you know, obviously, you know, being in scenarios like that. Yeah, I appreciate it a whole lot more. But it was specifically, it was specifically the TLC match, and if I, I, I want to say it was WrestleMania 17, where uh, uh, Jeff Hardy was hanging from the titles, and mm-hmm. then Ed was on the ladder and he speared him. Oh, oh my God, that so, moment was tough. So, so speaking on the TLC, it must have been an, an amazing opportunity to to be on the commentating team, the Spanish announce team for the TLC pay per view yourself. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, and and then. Um, and I've been, I've been, you know, through as a manager or as a uh, on the side, a part of several TLC matches, sort of, or ladder matches. But eventually, they became TLC matches because mm. once it becomes a ladder match, everybody just everything just comes comes out. Really, once uh, you grab a table after a ladder match, it's a TLC match. Right? Yeah, technically, <laughs> that's, that's, that's it, right? <laughs> so uh, no, it, it was great, but it was it was that moment specifically where I was like, "Holy crap, that was awesome." Uh, because I, all I knew, all I knew as far as wrestling was, uh, at, at least as, as far as pro wrestling was, you know, lucha, and then you know the the acrobatics and the mask and the capes and the flying around, and that's all. I, as far as I, all I knew. So then when I started watching American wrestling, I got I saw that I was like Jesus Christ. So I did the whole like Jeff Hardy thing. I would dress. I would get like those uh, jinko jeans, those baggy ones, <laughs> <laughs> and I would take like just the um, medias and then like cut them up, cut the, cut the holes. Uh, do the whole like Jeff, uh, the Hardy Boys uh, hand signal thing. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I, I turned that. That's what turned me on into that. And then um, uh, I did a little backyard wrestling because of that. After that, but um, we were lucky that we didn't that we, that we had a ring. We had a beat up as boxing ring, but we had a ring. Um, so we got to learn. We basically mimicked. <laughs> you know how it says, "Don't try this at home." Yeah, we tried. <laughs> But I mean, that's the clips that they take. Everybody trying it at home, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you ever wonder how much talent was lost in those tapes that they threw out? Um, <laughs> if any. <laughs> so, 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 tell me, how many ladders have you legitimately jumped off of then? It, it, well, in the backyard, man, like almost every month. So <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna feel uh, that soon. Well, I mean, well, mind you, I was like 20. Mm-hmm. So, like, you don't feel anything then. Just, you know, just the same, like, with hangovers when you're 20 versus hangovers when you're 21. Or, I'm sorry, 31. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Didn't it all change after 30? Shout no. out to Pedialyte. <laughs> oh. 
it was after 30. It was after 30 where it's like, oh, man, yeah. it, it's not an overnight thing anymore. Now it's like it takes me a day. And now it takes me two days. Now, like, on the 30, I'm like, oh, man, I still feel it. Yo, Jesus, so. not for nothing. Pedialyte, dog. Yo, yo, talk Pedialyte to Pedialyte saves even a sponsor. lives. <laughs> <laughs> no sponsor, no bullshit. Yo, yo Pedialyte listen, is listen, I don't drink anymore. I don't drink anymore for health reasons. But um, uh, when I, when I, what back then when I did, if I knew I was going to have like a, one of those like nights, I would stock up the hell out of uh, Pedialyte. Ah, nice. Smart man. Nice. All right, See, all right. that's, that, uh, we'll, get, we'll get to it, but there's a lot in common. There's a lot in common there, guys. Yes, yes, yes. Keep that notion. This is going in a good place. <laughs> um, so, Ricardo, you talk about the Hardys and how, how legendary that those moments were, man. How was it when you actually met with them for the first time, you know, got to interact with them backstage or whatnot? Coincidentally, coincidentally, um, my first WrestleMania experience was with uh, obviously Alberto and, and Brodus was with us, right. and uh, Alberto had just won the Royal Rumble, mm. and uh, we had worked out a program after that with Edge and Christian, which were obviously part of that match that got me into it, mm-hmm. and and this is something I've I've always said, and I I, I cried after WrestleMania, I did, um, because not only was it was was it Edge's last match. Uh, in WWE, it was at WrestleMania, and um, and there were so many factors that went into it that made it even more special. But just knowing that, like my first WrestleMania experience was with guys that got me into wrestling. Right, right, wow. And we got to the back when we got to the back. You know, obviously we were doing our thank yous and whatever, and then um, and they could see like that my eyes were just bawling. Uh, there, you know, you know, like when when um when you want to cry but you're trying to hold it in, but right. so like. Right? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about at all. (laughs) You're doing it right now. Stop. No. (laughs) So they they, they saw, you know, they they hugged me. And then um, I remember I was hugging Christian. And then, like, I just let it all out. Mm. Um, So so then he's like, no, that's cool, man. Congrats. You know, first was winning. I was like, no, that's not it. So then I told him the whole thing. I told both of them. And then they hugged me. And then, wow. It was one of those those really feel-good moments. Oh, man. Uh, and the crazy thing is, imagine how that story impacted their lives, right? Because he just walked out the ring, I mean, and that's so. what he's met with when it comes to his peers, right? Right, that's yeah, crazy. definitely. Definitely. And then uh, I never got to meet Jeff, but uh, we, we were there long enough for before Matt left. So we got to work with Matt a lot, and then that was cool in itself, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as far as the Dudleys, I got to meet them uh, way after WWE, because uh, for a while... Because they have a school in Orlando, and I was living in Orlando. Well, it's just outside of Orlando. So I would go to the school, like, every now and then just to train with some of the guys. And then actually some guys that you might even know, uh, you know, like Mia Yim, who was um, who's in NXT, nice. and Leave of Faith. You know, they're all from that same area. Uh, so we're all training together for a while. Um, so we're all, we're all, uh, we're all uh, close friends at the time. So I got to meet the Dudleys at a convention. And then they both told me, hey, you know, thanks for coming down and helping out the guys and, you know, da-da-da-da-da. So I think we always just kind of kept that mutual, like you know, you know, cool. You know. Um, so yeah, so yeah. That. <laughs> yeah so, but- who was your favorite person to work with, outside of that that tremendous experience you had at WrestleMania? Uh, there was there were several to be honest, um, just because everybody taught me something different. Mm. Uh, I mean, and and then I I know I'm gonna be like you know. Hey, you're dropping a lot of names. Yeah, I know, but it, it's it's this. Is something, it's <laughs> oh, we don't mind. No, but you, <laughs> it, it's hard. It, it is hard sometimes to tell the story without 
boasting. Um, but it's not, it's not boasting in a, in a, uh, condescending way. It's not boasting in a, uh, Hey, look at me. I'm this like, no, it's, it's, I'm, I'm proud of the situations that I was put in, thankfully. And not only that, knowing that a little kid from El Barrio in Van Nuys, California got out mm. uh, of that environment and then went and did something and then got, was able to provide for his mom and his sister. Wow. Um, so like a lot of the stuff I take pride in. Um, because of what came from it. So, uh, like, like I said, like working, working with guys like Edge, Rey Mysterio, um, uh, uh, John Cena, Punk, uh, Jesus, uh, Taker, Kane, Big Show. Um, because we got, we got, we got super lucky that once we started with WWE, they put us at the top right away. Yeah. So we got to work with all the top guys from the beginning. Um, and then not only that, like who we're dealing with as far as like in the back, we're dealing with like Arn Anderson, Michael Hayes, uh, Dean Malenko, Jimmy Noble, Triple H, Vince directly. Oh. Um, so so we got everybody was different and everybody taught me something different. Um, so uh, if you were to tell me who's my favorite opponent, like I, as far as like being in the ring with, like I, I couldn't tell you because everybody was special in their own way. Well, you, it's like, you... It's like, I don't have kids, not that I know of, but. Um, but I'm sure I don't know if you have kids, but if you have multiple kids, like, it's like asking like, who's your favorite out of the bunch? Like, uh-huh. You love them all, you know, separately in their own way. Their Again, own I would, I would guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you who, have a favorite. who do you say behind their back? <laughs> <laughs> My boss is always one. Well, you since you brought him up by name, right? <laughs> yeah. How's it like working with Vince McMahon? Oh my. Dude, honestly, for for us, um, because I don't, and then you guys are Latinos, right? So we're all yeah, Latinos, Latino, 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 Latino. Dominicanos. Uh, so. We are, we're, we're straight up uh, about a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. So like, if we had issues, like, what's up? Exacto. Vamos a hablar, vamos a hablar inglés. Like, hey, what's up? No, 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 sure, Cody. And Vince kind of like that. Granted, if we had an issue with something, and then we would not, let's say maybe. 53% of the time we got what we were going for. Uh, or at least if we had an issue, like, hey, you know, what's up? What's what's going on? This doesn't kind of, this doesn't sound right. What if we did this and this and this and this and this? We wouldn't always get our way, but at least Vince was willing to listen. Mm. And say, okay, well, you know, and, and a, a compromise. We would always come up to a compromise. Very, very rare, uh, rarely did we come out with like, well, that didn't do anything. Very rarely. It did well, happen, but not always. Was there ever a time where like, Whatever he said, like you guys weren't feeling, so you you just did some other shit. Um, not intentionally. Not intentionally. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. No, Be smart, because Vince listens. Yeah, no, let, let, me explain, let me let me explain. There, there were times where uh, the everything changed so many times that by the end of by the time we were supposed to go, we're like, so which one did we agree on? <laughs> so I don't know. Let's just let's just go and then. We'll just apologize if they get mad. Uh, <laughs> so, so when you say so many things changed, was it mid match or was it actually like be before the like, match? Like before we went out, there was a lot of times that like like friends like uh like the promos they were like rewrite them over and over and over and over again, and uh, so we're like I don't know what the final thing was. Okay. So after a while, what we started doing was just memorizing pinpoints. So mm. instead of memorizing the whole thing, because if you're if, think about it this way. And you see guys like, uh, what's the first thing you see on Monday Night Raw? The very first thing. It's a long-ass promo, 20 minutes. Yeah, Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> the big dog. 
<laughs> you're not gonna remember it. so you just eventually learn your your pinpoints and then okay what do i have to say what do, what do i have to get across and okay fine as i'm going i'll just find a way to link them okay. and then uh the real had issues at the beginning because of the language barrier um there were times where where like we would be reading it he's like hey hey uh, ricardo like what does this mean mm -hmm. oh it means this ah. what, what else does it mean so this. okay yeah, so he'll just change it to something nice. else that was easier because of language, you know? Of course. I'm still learning. Uh, of course. So let me ask you a question then. In that case, how many times, how frequent was frequent was it that Vince actually interjected and overruled the, the plans? Uh, quite often because here, here's the thing. So the writers will come up, right? And then unfortunately with WWE, something like it became a revolving door when it came to the writers. Because they would go in and then the, you, they would get guys who had no concept of anything regarding the product. So they would come up to the real and be like, um, hey, you know, here's, your, here's your promo. And then we would be reading this. And he's like, Ricardo, what does this mean? Uh, da -da -da. Like, and then he was like, when would I ever say this? I was like, I, I don't know. Mm. Uh, <laughs> mm. And we would go to the writer and he's like, no, no, it'll work out because of this. And then we would just look at each other. And it was like, you know, this is how like in tune and in sync myself and Alberto were. Like we were here something and we were just automatically just look at each other and like give each other that look. It's like that's a pandemic. That's a <laughs> <laughs> Put that way. <laughs> Word. Wow. So, needless so, <laughs> so to say, you and Alberto Del Rio had a really good relationship. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. We were always together, and then um, I would like to think that hopefully it transcended over to the TV uh, when we were on TV. Um, you know, in front of the camera, like hopefully it showed that we had that. Chemistry, because we oh, were seriously, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. That chemistry was part of the the, the package, you know. What I mean, yeah, it's the up reason until why we were... he hit you with a bucket. And yeah, then I, was, I was really upset. <laughs> yeah, there was that time. There was that time. Well, there was that other time, right? I mean, oh. let's just do it, right? Because oh. I mean, we know why he's here, and we know we, we weren't gonna ask you directly or indirectly, but we know what was one of your top greatest moments of WWE all time. We the shared slammy? that moment. The slammy moment. Yeah, it was oh. a slammy moment. Uh, that WrestleMania moment with Edge wasn't your only one. Uh, I know you recall the one where you guys did, I think you worked with Jack Swagger as well. The night, following night, Ziggler cashed in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so we have it a, th like, it's man. the running joke on the, on the show that we, we won Slammies uh, for, for, <laughs> for that night, the fan, for being the ruckus, the rowdiest crowd. But you were part of that main event, that match before, right? <laughs> Yeah, so we share that we share that slamming with you, Ricardo. We know, you know, we we we're family now. What was that thing called the, the six degrees of separation or something? Yes, <laughs> there you go. And you know who was part of that six degrees? Xbox was walling up behind us. <laughs> he was having, he was ball, he was going crazy just as much as we were in the no, stand. And then when we noticed him, he started telling us to shut the fuck up. Yeah, for real, <laughs> really. Yeah, he he dead ass tried to tell us to shut up. What wow. was it like being a part of that moment? Like being so close to the action when the crowd is just losing their absolute fucking mind. And remember, your perspective is unique. Oh man, I I mean, obviously we knew it was gonna happen eventually. Um, there was talks about doing it in at WrestleMania, but then it got scrapped. Um, and there was actually reasons for for why it got scrapped because Dorio was owed a WrestleMania moment because originally, let me backtrack a little bit. Originally, Dorio was supposed to go over on Edge, but it got changed because it was going to be Edge's last match, and it was as a favor uh, to Edge that he we all we all got together and it was like we're not going to say no to Edge. He was always cool with us, and then 
Um, so then that's so cool. Basically, that's dope. Yes, yeah, basically told us, hey, you know, I owe you guys one. Um, wow. so when when that WrestleMania came, I was in, we were in New Jersey. It was tough. So yeah, so we were in Jersey at the, at MedLife, and then uh, that was basically Vince paying it back. Um, with with uh, Dorio going over, and then because like I said, they were gonna have uh, Dolph Cash in. Um, but then they switched it to Monday. So, but, I mean, leading into it, we knew it was going to happen eventually. We just didn't know when. Okay. Um, so then that Monday comes in, and uh, sure enough, you know, there they are. Hey, you know, Dolph is a man. We're like, cool, all right, we knew it was going to happen. Uh, so, you know, whatever, cool. And then, I mean, and Dolph deserved it, man. Seriously, he's such a hard worker, and he's so fucking good. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we were there, and then all of a sudden the music hits. And then I've been around a lot of, like, amazing, amazing crowd reactions. You're a soccer uh, fan. Dude. You've been to some games, right? Yeah, dude. Like, dude, I, I've been to England. I, I, like, even though they had a really shitty season, like, my team is Manchester United. It's always been yes. since I was a kid. Okay. So I've been, I've been to Old Trafford, and I saw them play Arsenal, and I saw them beat the shit out of Arsenal, and it was great. Um, so I've and been to the fans beat the shit out of the fans of Arsenal, too, after that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's nothing wrong about that a little later, about how crazy the fans are over there. Right. Bookmark okay. um, <laughs> this. <laughs> Like my dad took me to the World Cup in '94 in LA, so I, I've been around like loud, uh, like rowdy crowds, like especially you know again when it comes to La Raza, you know, being you know, going to Vicente Fernandez or you know, like bandas and shit like in LA. But uh, but no, like I've never, honestly, never heard of uh, of a bigger reaction than Dolph got. Mm. And then um, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always said like the WrestleMania after um, uh, I'm sorry, the Raw after WrestleMania is always the best because it's all the European crowd. Right, right. Yeah, but we were there. And <laughs> Jersey. And Jersey. Come on, Jersey. 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 Come on. Come on. Like, really, you gotta understand the gotta moment, the time, and the place. <laughs> I, I have a love hate relationship with Jersey though. Oh no, oh, hold on, hold on. Goddamn Newark Airport. Oh, okay, okay. We all do. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> so much. There's a forum. <laughs> yeah. Nah, Newark Airport is not easy. But until you go to LaGuardia, then you're like, oh, damn. <laughs> no, it, it's a little easier. It's at least because I don't have to wait an hour to get my bags at LaGuardia. Ah, mm-hmm. but an hour to get out of LaGuardia, traffic wise. I'll be by the airport, anyways, uh, unless we're in Newark. Ah, uh, Ricardo, you're you've not you've also been a trainer, right? You've trained uh, you trained at Kali School. Yeah, I, uh, I I was there for six months in India in Jalandhar, India. Um, we opened up a school over there, and then I uh, when I got there, there was about twenty something students, and then by the time we finished, we had a hundred. I well, no, I had a hundred. <laughs> uh, so I had a hundred students. So I was in the ring, man, from like eight o'clock in the morning till like close to 10 o'clock at night every day for six six days and then sundays was the day off wow. uh we would go down we would go to the city or we would go uh, excuse me we'd go down to the town and then get our groceries and stuff for the week was it absolute culture shock no honestly honestly no it was very much like mexico it seriously was um was difference was the language barrier okay um, but like the, the way it, it it looks and everything and it was very much like a little pueblito in, in mexico Wow. Were you taken aback by the wrestling culture out there? No. You know what was great about it? That they they appreciate and, and seriously respect the hell out of everything related to what they're doing. Because, mm. uh, I mean, the, the area that we're in is not 
very well known for its its uh its wealth so it's very it's a very poverty filled area um so a lot of the parents are sacrificing so much so that the kids can go and train so they respected the hell out of every little thing even though like i know they were dying a lot of the times but like they kept pushing and pushing and pushing um and it took me a couple months to to convince Khalid to let me run little little baby like small shows at the school, so oh. the kid can get a, you know some kind of experience in front of a crowd. Um, it took me a little while, but I finally convinced them, and then we had our first show. We only had maybe like 20, 30 people that went, um, and it was a free show just so like, just so we can get the word of mouth out. Um, and then several months later, we ran a tour, and then uh, we had three events. We flew in a lot of people from the U.S., from Europe. Um, Brian Cage was there. Santana Gary was there. Nice. Chelsea, Green, uh, obviously myself. Um, uh, Crimson, uh, XTNA, uh, 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 Justin Gabriel, PJ Black. Um, wow, wow. Gender, Gender was there with us. And then uh, three, we had three shows. The very first one had, if I'm not mistaken, about twenty-three thousand. The second one had about fifty-two thousand. Okay, and then. The last one, only because it was raining. Uh, all these were like cricket fields, so they're outside. They're outdoors. We only had about like 11,000, 12,000. Uh, wow. on only 12,000 people standing in the rain to watch you guys. That's How amazing. Humble. Damn. How humble, sir. It was something <laughs> good. And then, so, okay. So, you, I'm sure you guys don't know this. So, you know what Latino time is? It's like, oh, I'm yes, gonna of course. All right. <laughs> there's, like, there's like island time, and then and there's India time. If Kali, if I tell, hey, Kali, we have to be there at 8 o'clock in, in the morning so we can take off. Oh, okay, brother. And he wouldn't show up until, like, 11. No, no shit. way. <laughs> oh, my God. So he was he just like, whatever. Because, dude, uh, listen, and then it took me a while to get it because I was so mad every single time. So goddamn mad. <laughs> this dude is like a king over there. Every, everything will stop for him. People drove. <laughs> Just to go see him, uh, and then and then and then like Kali would be in the office and I'd be like, "Hey, Kali, there's some people here to see you." He's like, "Okay," so he's in his office and he has like the the security cameras around and stuff. And then I would tell the people, you know, and and um, and the the best I could in Hindi, "Hey, you know, just take a seat. He'll be he'll be out in a little bit." Um, and Kali would just sit there in his office. He's not doing shit. He just sit there for like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, these people drove like four or five hours just to see him. <laughs> He's just chilling. He's like, yeah. And legit, like, we would go to eat. We would go eat, and he would take a whole bunch of us. And he never once paid a dime because of the, the, the owner, all he wanted was a picture and an autograph from Kali. Oh, my God. That's crazy. He was the Joe Namath of... You know those old videos of, like, the Beatles that would be coming out of the, the, the yeah. plane? You have all these screaming people. No, seriously. And I, I wow. seriously couldn't. And it's something that you have to see with with your own two eyes. Um, it was it was unreal, but uh, yeah. So yeah, so I, I did I did six months there, and then um, uh, people started going you know going after me for six seven months or six months or so. Okay. Um, well, was I and this again? This is me just putting myself over because <laughs> because everything that I was doing, I was putting up on social media on my Instagram, Twitter, whatever. I was showing like. Um, I was teaching a disabled kid who had a muscular dystrophy. So, like, he couldn't move for shit, like, at the beginning. But by the end, by the time I was done with him, he could run, he could jump rope, he could do push-ups, he could bump. Oh, now he could run the ropes. It, uh, but, I mean, I was spending, like, two hours in the morning with him and before everybody else came. And he, he would just hang out the whole day. 
um, until they would pick him up. Damn, Vic, there's hope for you, yo. I know it. Yo, Rodrigo can help you out, brother. I'm on the way. Well, I know somebody you definitely helped out. An HBC alum herself, Selena de la Renta. We had her on an episode here, and she definitely gave you credit uh, for get, guiding her along the way. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, she um, she she was great. Like, I had to. Uh, <laughs> she was a little bit of a headache, and I tell her all the time. Hey, <laughs> 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 a Puerto Rican, a little spicy, like little rocket. Uh, not just her but like girls have this thing where like if you tell them something they will get so defensive it's like i'm not telling you to like put you down i'm telling you because hey i'm trying to help you if if you suck it doesn't it doesn't affect me uh it affects you so i'm just trying to help Uh, but uh the, the, the big thing that i focus on a lot um, when it comes to teaching or training is obviously the you know the basics the fundamentals because that's universal anywhere um but more so what i've noticed uh, after the uh, wwe because i i'm guilty of this like before before the i never practiced character i never practiced promos i never practiced you know being in front of a camera um and then when i was thrown into this position i seriously was thrown into this position with wwe i had to learn quick um and I, and thankfully, I had so many great people that helped me. You know, like Paul Bear, Heyman, a lot. Um, especially Paul Bear. Paul Bear helped me out a lot uh, before he passed. So I was really close to him. Uh, Mick Foley helped me out a lot on like speaking and pausing and taking my time on certain things and the facial reactions. Wow, who are your wrestle dads? I'm sorry, your wrestle dads. Yeah, my, like, well, who are your mentors? Yeah, I guess. so who, like we had Mike Quackenbush on not too long ago, and um, he talked to us about like wrestle dads, like someone that was like your mentor, someone that helped guide you, right? Who who do you consider a mental da- uh, <laughs> a mental wrestle dad? dad. <laughs> no, my dad is mentor. But a wrestle dad. In Mexico, we call them padrinos. Uh, who was your padrino? Ah, right, padrino. like your godfather kind of a thing. You know? Right. Yep. 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 So, like, uh, outside from the Rio, travel, because uh, mm. that that was like the media circle. But on the outside, who people who would actually like call me and, and say, "Hey, this and this and this," was probably Paul Bear. Mm. Paul Bear mm. he would always hit me up a lot. He would hit me up on social media a lot. He would call me, text him, and text. He said, "Hey, good job, but next time try this. Don't do that. Mm. Uh, keep your arm above the rope so they can see you. Don't hide behind the rope." Um, nice. So little, little, you would always tell me little things. Any specific um, advice that you would bring that they gave you, you would carry on to your students or anybody that you trained? Uh, there's a lot, man. There is so much that it, it's hard to to define in just one one thing. But uh, like for me as manager, uh, this is what, what I think. And I, I still to this day believe that I was the only one and, and I'm still the only one that did this currently or when I was there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't just there to just stand there. There's a big difference between a valet and a manager. A valet just stands there. Um, right. Just that looks pretty, whatever, does whatever, but doesn't do anything. Like what I was doing, I was calling the match to them while they were wrestling. Mm. Because a lot of times they're, they're, they're so, like, they, they're busy with promos, so they're co- concentrating on the promos. Uh, they have so many backstage segments, so they have to worry about that. that but they'll call the match, and I'll memorize it. I'll memorize as much as I can. So uh, while they're wrestling, I'll call it to them as they're there. So if you ever see me running back and forth, it's because I'm calling it to them. Or uh, the real will use me as a messenger. So the real will be like, "Hey, Tom, stay in the corner, take the kick." So I will run around, tell, say, Dolph, uh, stay so in the corner, cool. take the kick. That's so um, cool. wow. So I'll do I that. that. Not only that, 
not only that, like I was calling their matches uh, so, spots. I was calling spots for them uh, before, when when they were coming up with the match. Uh, and it got to a point where they trusted me enough to where, like, let's say, for instance, the the match that John Cena had with Dorio, the Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, on Raw? Uh, yeah, on Raw. Um, Rio, I remember he had, like, a, a phone interview, and he that took a lot longer than it should have. So um, they used to call, they used to call Dorio, everybody used to call Dorio Presidente. So by default, I was mini <laughs> president. I was mini president. <laughs> mini presidente. Like, yeah. So, uh, so like, I remember seeing him, he's like, hey, where's our Presidente? And I was like, oh, he has a phoner. Uh, so he, you know, he'll be busy. I don't, I don't know when, when he'll be back. He's like, all right. So John had another one, another interview. So he was about to take off. He's like, hey, come up with some stuff. And then uh, when I come back, we'll put it together. I was like, cool. So then I came up with a couple of spots. And then I, you know, passed it on to them. And then they just put it into place. And then there they went. Um, nice. Wow. Nice. But that wasn't the only time, though. Like there were times where they were calling me uh, for stuff that wasn't even like involving me or like the Rio or whatever. It would be like you know, ex uh, agent. He would be like, "Hey, we have this match between like say Naomi and ex girl, whatever, or two people. Uh, can you think of an interesting finish?" So I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." So then I would you know get to Raw, or SmackDown, or even a pay per view, and I'm like, "Hey, you know, this is what I thought of." Um, so they and they would use it. Uh, uh, very few times with the guys that were giving credit, uh, the one, the two people that would always, always consistently put me over. I'm gonna say three: John, Punk, and uh, Sheamus. Wow, nice. They would go, they would go. Hey, you know that was a good finish, and then they would all go, "Oh, Ricardo came up with it." Uh, nice. So, and do you think they overlooked that a lot? Like when it came down to like how things ended or whatever, whatnot. Did you ever felt there, like were overlooked and then they never took that into consideration? They didn't appreciate none of that. There, there was a lot of stuff, man, that was weird towards the end because after they split me with the real, like they, they just treated me like garbage. Really? Um, and there were very few. There were very few that was still like bad for me. Uh, and they were, they were, and then bless them because they helped me out a lot. Um, but especially when once Triple H came came into play, that was a whole different uh, change. Mm. Uh. uh and I, and I I understand I understand when like let's say you know like let's say like the new president comes into the office you know he gets rid of the old cabinet and then he brings in his own staff I get it, yeah. um, so obviously you know because it it was this is when it was the whole thing was changing that okay. um, the guys that were there that were that were hired by Laurinaitis myself you know Seamus Wade Barrett you know, a bunch of other guys Del Rio a bunch of other guys um, we were kind of you know pushed aside and I get it I understand. You want to bring in a new uh, crop of, of guys, and I get that. That's fine. It's a circle. It's a circle of life. Um, but but, uh, but yeah, like when they split us, like they yeah, you know, they took care of Del Rio, and I'm I'm glad because that's that's my boy. That's my that's my friend. That's my brother. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I was just kind of like there. And then what another thing that I was doing that people a lot of people didn't know uh, was I was helping out William Regal with the tryouts uh, before ah. Ron Smith. So if, for instance, because I like I, I wasn't wrestling much, and then I was a wrestler before I was even with WWE. That's so right. like I had itch, I had that itch. I was like, man, I want to get in the ring. I want to get in the ring. I want to wrestle. I want to wrestle. So every now and then they would throw me the bone. You know, they was like, hey, you know, you have a match with uh, um, you have a, with X guy from NXT that's gonna come up for you. Have the dark. Oh, cool. Or Ascension. Um, yeah, Ascension. Well, I mean, that's another story. I came up with the Ascension. That's right. story. Right. No shit. No, he did. It was him, and uh, you were actually with uh, Eddie Guerrero's was... daughter too, right? Sure. Yeah, but I, I was the one that created it. 
Right. Uh, we'll come back to that. That's another yeah. one. That's another one. But okay. um, yeah, helping out with with the, the extras, and then so for instance, if say there was seven of them, seven extras, they would put him in matches. So obviously, there's one left over, so they would put him with me. So I would wrestle them, and I would call everything to him in the ring just to see, because you can call a bunch of spots, and then okay, cool, that's acrobatic. But can you can you be taught? Do you know how to listen? Mm. If for whatever reason, say you're the first match after a long ass promo, but the promo was supposed to go for twenty, but it went twenty two. They have to get those two minutes from somewhere else. So, especially when it's live TV, because it's all live TV. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, so you know, can you listen? Da-da-da, whatever. Um, so I was doing that. So whenever like Regal wasn't there because you know he was the out scouting or he was at, at NXT, so it was myself. It was either myself, Arn, or myself and like Scott Armstrong, or myself and Finley, or just sometimes myself. Um, so I was doing that for a couple of years, and then after, like I said, after they split us up, after split myself and Alberto, everything changed, and then they started giving me a, a lot of like, why are you doing this? Who told you? Is that your job? I was like, what the fuck? Wow. In three, almost four years, uh, like, I've been doing Nobody has ever said anything. Wow. That's crazy. Well, I mean, it is what it is. It was a learning I, experience. I'm curious. I'm curious. Do you think race, how much did race play a card in that? There were a lot of comments that were made. Um, I'm over it, to be honest. Um because yeah, I'm just over it. Uh, but there were there were a lot of stuff that, uh, especially like the 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 guys below Triple H, because like Triple H was making a comment and we were like, ah, yeah, good for you. Um, but by default, the dudes underneath them thought that it was okay for them to say it as well. Uh-huh. Now I'm not gonna tell, uh, I'm not gonna you know tell off Triple H, but I can tell these fuckers off. Right. Yeah. yeah. So okay. yeah. So like, and then. Yeah, it was stupid shit, man. It was, it, it really was. But there were a lot of comments that were made at. Well, look at, look at something like Lars Sullivan, right? And all yeah. this racist shit that's coming out about Lars Sullivan, right? You know, uh, how do you feel about someone who's so blatantly out there with his uh, racist point of views? And what do they do? They play some on Money in the Bank against the Lucha Bros. Yeah. Um. I, I don't watch it as much. I just heard about this whole large thing a couple of days ago after Money in the Bank because people on Twitter started going off on it. Um, that's the only reason why I even knew about it. I didn't know about it beforehand because I don't watch it too much. I don't. Uh, if I if I'm you're better for it. it. <laughs> I'll watch it. Uh, I'll, I'll watch. Uh, I'll watch Takeover. I'll watch uh, um, WWE UK. I'll watch that or NXT UK. I'll watch that. Um, uh, are you watching Double or Nothing this Saturday? I am not. I am actually busy. So, oh. but you are aware of the war that's going on, right? You know, here's the thing, right? And then I, it's not a war yet because you don't know what they're gonna put out yet. A war yet. So, like, if, if you don't know what what they're coming out with, um, we got to give it a show or two because uh, I believe the next one is in in Florida. So, I mean, I wish them the best. Like, I've known the Young Bucks since we were, you know, we were since I was coming up. Because we're all from the same area. Myself, Joy Ryan, the Young Bucks, Scorpio Sky, Joy, uh, uh, Brian Cage. I see you. Uh, all California kids. So we all know each other from way before. Uh, uh, Mia Yim, she's another one that's from California. Yep. You mentioned before. So but it, it's, it's been a while since anyone's felt this type of electricity behind a new promotion, honestly. Oh, definitely, definitely. And then for a while, honestly, I thought, I thought it was going to be Ring of Honor. I really thought it was going to be Ring yeah, of Honor. Yeah, they were yeah. close, man. They were close. 
what happened, I don't know, but I mean, but they're still they're still there. Um, the Change the good thing, the good thing that all or nothing or the AEW has, they have the, the strong backing of um uh, Mr. Khan, who owns um uh the soccer team. What's it called? Um, Fulham. Fulham. Yep. Uh, yep. So what do, what are some things you want to see AEW accomplish before you take them seriously and you think and you you say, listen, we got something here that you know maybe maybe can. Cause they're striking nerves. They're they're you, you, yeah, you see what Vince is doing. No, now. but here's the thing. And then like they're aware of what's going on around them. They were aware of TNA of uh, Impact. They were aware of that, so they're not dumb. Uh, but if you look at it this way, do you really think that at this point in time, right now, they're gonna worry about uh, a company that hasn't fully started yet? Yes, they they have all the all the meanings, all the means to do it. And then I honestly, honestly wish them the best. I really do. Um, but they haven't started yet. Mm-hmm. Still there. They had they had a great event at uh, um All In, All which in, is right. awesome. I did watch that. Uh, I liked it. I loved it a lot. So I hope it continues. I hope it continues and it becomes like something. But they're still here. Uh, states are still. Um, I don't want to say internet crowd, um, but essentially the underground crowd. Right, uh, right, right. fans. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people in Europe that don't even know about All In. Uh, or double or nothing. I'm sure there's a lot of people in Japan who, who no, actually Japan probably, but a lot of people in Mexico who don't know about it. They don't know about it in South America. They probably don't know about it in India. You know, and right, that's right, that's right. all of territory. So oh. while it's still a global, it's still a global like um, uh, AEW is, is just barely getting to to that you know to scratch the surface. And I wish, I honestly do wish, because it'll be nice to have competition. Oh, oh man, we know, we all know how how good the product gets when there's competition. Elevates the product. But Mister, if you had something, but to it say. also elevates like the talent and what they can do and how they get paid and treated, mm. right? Okay. So, what's that? No, of course, definitely. So exactly, like you, there have been a lot of talks about how WWE backstage is toxic as of late, and so WWE presents a very interesting situation. Um, because it, it might be that 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 uh, pressure valve that might release some of that steam. Um, how do you feel about talent that's frustrated about their creative decision, uh, a direction? I'm sorry, in WWE. Well, that's why I left. I, I left because I was upset. Plus, they were messing with my money, so mm. that's why I left. I wasn't Ooh. happy. Um, um, and they weren't using me. I mean, here's the thing: we make our money off of. Well, first of all, the like the merchandise, the tours, the pay-per-views, the, the live events, because TV is just a flat rate. That's your salary, which is great. A lot of guys had a very – a lot of guys now still have a, a really good salary. Um, uh, and I'm going to blow off some steam, steam on this one. Um, so, so I wasn't being paid anywhere near what – a full-on wrestler was because I wasn't necessarily seen as a full-on wrestler. I was still kind of like a you know extra type of uh, I don't know what the term is. I had a good contract, but it wasn't what the wrestlers were getting. Mm. Uh, and then so I was making my money was coming from all the, like the live events and then the, the appearances with Alberto. Okay. So the moment it took me away from Alberto, all of that shit just went was gone. Okay. So what? You know, and I was basically paying to go to work. Um, wow. That's where I was having a lot of frustrations um, when it came to that. It wasn't so – because I was, I was honestly happy to be there because I know if I stuck around, 
uh, and I know my personality. I know I would have gotten something out of it. So that's where eventually where the whole like you know commentary thing came in. Um, and uh, but because it took me off everything, like uh, that's where all my money went. Um, and uh, so I wasn't making you know those. I wasn't anywhere near the the six figure that you know that I had prior. Uh, I wasn't near anywhere near where like a low a low car guy was getting. Um, wow. So, and that has to eat at you, right? Yeah, of course, because I then now I was digging into my piggy bank at home to to pay for my bills. Uh, and it's not like I, I ever lived a, lux- a luxurious life. I didn't. Um, I took care of my mom. I I still well as much as I can. Uh, take care of my mom, my sister. You know, um, there's a lot of issues with with my family that uh, my sister's husband uh, got ra- his his family got raided by immigration, and then so I had wow. to pay for the lawyers. My God! Wow! Wow! How like that must have been a very difficult time for you. It, it was. I mean, expensive, but I mean, when it comes to family, and you know, like I said, we're Latinos. Like you know, family, yeah. family. Yeah. Of course. Of course, things yeah. that things that happen like that, man, you just gotta take care of, and and, and it c- keeps coming up a lot. I gotta ask you, man, you that stuff alone on the side, you have to deal with injuries and whatnot. What was it? What was like one of your worst injuries that you might have to dealt with out of pocket or something? Um, during or or before or just in general? Hey, whenever in general. Well, I, preferably during WWE because we all know how bad that case was. Well, with, with WWE, like they took if if I got hurt uh, on their watch, I they took care of everything. So they took care of me with that. Really? Um, I got knocked out twice. Okay. Uh, they took care of me. Like uh, I think once I they they let me stay at home for like a week and then I, they paid me. Um, I got knocked out right back. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it was actually it was it's actually on TV too. It was uh it was tribute to the troops. Oh uh, man. I don't remember anything after he gave me that clothesline, that big clothesline, and then like I don't remember shit. I remember. Uh, <laughs> hey, I think there's a list of you guys. Who that... was it that gave you that clothesline? <laughs> I, I I got clothesline. Do you remember by who? Right back. Right back. All right. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I would have still not woken up. So I give you credit. Good, so, um, so and then it was funny because like um, this is what they told me afterwards. Um, I finished whatever I was supposed to do there because I think I was supposed to get it up and then take the shell shock uh, and then roll off. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he beats the real. Cool. All right, whatever. So then we get to the back. Again, this is what they told me. Because uh, Malenko, I love Malenko. I love Malenko. Yeah, it told me that uh, they were all checking on on Alberto and the real knew that I was I was out because I guess he was talking to me before uh, during, you know, walking up the ramp and then I wasn't answering. So then... Um, so the real goes, hey, go check on Ricardo, check on Ricardo. I think he's out. I don't again. I don't remember any of this. And then, uh, and then nobody did. So I walked off and I went to catering and I started eating a whole loaf of bread. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah, it was just a loaf of bread and cereal. <laughs> just carbo loading and shit. Apparently, uh, <laughs> I don't remember any of it. And then I, I when I when I came back, I was eating cereal, just uh, straight out of the box. Holy shit. No concussions are no joke, man. Uh, oh no, no, dude. I and I'm I'm very open about this when it comes to like social media and stuff and the concussions and how badly it's messed me up. Um, like there's days like I don't sleep for like almost seven, eight days. Wow. Whoa. I get like very strong uh, headaches and uh, or I just can't sleep. 
and you're still dealing with this, like that that's a current condition. Still, still. And then, uh, and then like really weird like mood swings. Like I'll be happy and all of a sudden I just like go blank. Mm. Um there's a lot of times where I just completely go numb. Like I don't I don't feel like happy, I don't feel sad. I'm just there. Uh, and then it leads into obviously like the big thing that's going on with like the mental health and the depression and stuff. And, um, I, I know I never had this problem up until my third concussion. Wow. And that's to really, really, really mess me up. Um, so for the last four, almost four years, three years, four years, I don't know when I left 30, four years. Um, that's been what I've been dealing with a lot of just like (laughs) sleepless nights. Wow. What do the the medical professionals tell you? Well, there's no there's no way they can really get into it until I die and check my brain. Not put so that one on the shelf for now. Let's table that. Let's table that one for another time, don't we? A little further up. Wow. <laughs> so, what do you tell young wrestlers that you're training about? You mm. know your 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 injury and and these concussions and your mental health. There's, there's, I mean, it, again, and this is just, I, I know, and then you, you, I know you guys watch like the current uh, indie wrestling and then like a lot of stupid, stupid, unnecessary <laughs> things they do. Nah. Yeah, just recently something was going uh, around, uh, someone doing like a back body drop oh uh, off a balcony through a table. Oh, God. The, the, guy too, the guy that did it. Uh, not the guy that took it, I know the guy that did it. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but there's, when I was younger, man, I was doing a lot of stupid shit. I really was. But I'm 33 now. Um, you know, as as far as doing the actual physical athlete thing, I know my time is is not as as vast as it was when I was 20. You know, like I maybe if if I played safe, maybe another 15 years, roughly, if I played safe. Uh, before, like the body just says, "Hey, man, chill. Like you're not, you're not that young stallion anymore. Come out the way." Well, that comes with wisdom, right? Yeah, no, definitely. And then, uh, and also, like I said, like just being around. Um, there, there is, there is a little bit of sadness sometimes when I see, and I, I see it a lot too now. That something I promised, I, I promised to myself, I will never get to. There's a, there's a lot of guys uh, out on the indies, uh, and we're at this little like gym. You know, a little VFW hall or like a school gym and whatever, and then they're easily like, running. Either they're they're close to their fifties or they look like they're fifty, and they're still. And it's not because they they. I mean, I'm sure they love it. That's why they do it. But I'm sure that's not the only reason. It's because they need it. They need that extra fifty, sixty bucks. Mm. You know? And I don't want to ever get to that. All the eggs in one basket. Right. Yeah. So- totally. Like I said, I'm playing it safe, and then if I if I get to that age, and I I want I want, and I'm still doing it it's because I I just I, I miss it. I want to, not because I need to. Um, so uh, you you've gone on yeah. training several different uh uh you know we talked about Selena De La Renta and um and you've trained a bunch of other people. Who's somebody that we should be on the lookout for? Like somebody that we got to be like, yo, you know, Ricardo told us about so and so. Like we really got to be on the watch for for this this one or two people. There's a lot of people here in Florida that not, I'm sorry, in Texas that not I didn't necessarily train up, but I mean I've I've messed around with and then just been in the ring with and then they're I, I don't claim them as mine, but I know that just give them enough time and then they're gonna do something major. Um, one of my close buddies from California, uh, Thunder Rosa, uh, mm-hmm. she trains with me now and then. 
she's amazing. And I know for her, it's only a matter of time before somebody picks her up. And she's so talented, so good. She she can go. She's a legit badass. And uh, <laughs> uh, there's her. There's a uh, high end from uh, Reality Wrestling, which is Booker T's. Uh, she's so good. Kylie oh. uh, Ray is another one. Um, and I know she's with AEW. Uh, so all the girls go. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of all the local ones here before I move on. Um, Shotsu Blackheart is pretty good too. I like her a lot. Um, and as far as the guys, there's this guy here in Texas. He's like the big dog here. Uh, uh, and he's super cool. His name is Moonshine Mantel. Um, in Florida, uh, off the top of my head, one of my favorite dudes was Aaron Epic. Uh, he was one of my favorite dudes to train with because we would always we would kind of play the game of horse uh, when it comes to like h- holds and submissions. So like I'd be like, "Hey, Eric, uh, uh, Aaron, um, let me show you this." And be like, "Oh, that's cool. Let me show you this." And I'm like, "Oh, let me show you this." And then, so we always go back and forth. Um, but uh, oh, there's a whole bunch of them, man, and and yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Well, Jesus, you know, we, we were very Rodriguez. Honestly, it's been a it's been a pleasure to have you on here. And one of the reasons is because honestly, you made us hate you, man. <laughs> on the screen, you you just had that presence and the chemistry between you and Alberto. It was evident, and and people hated you guys. At the same time, we read you right. So, what was some of the craziest shit that ever happened with fans while you were ringside? Uh, coincidentally. Of what's going on right now? We're in Alabama. We're in Mobile, Alabama. Interesting. So I'm on the ring. Yeah, I'm I'm on the ring. I'm on the ring. And then um, um, there's this dad in the front row, and I'm because we we're in commercial. We're in commercial, so it's just me in the ring, right? Um, so uh, there's this kid, two kids, and this dad, and the dad is just like, oh, you suck, you suck, you suck, and you, and then one of them goes, you fucking Mexican. Oh, oh shit! Uh, oh shit! And I turn around. I just, I just turn around, turn my head. I didn't turn all the way around. I just turn my head and I see him. And then the kids start flipping me off. And they're, mind you, they're probably like six, seven, seven, eight. Oh, you know, from that. And dad's right there. And then you fucking Mexican and you wet back, go back to Mexico. Oh. You beaner. I was like, what the fuck? In front of his kids. And the kids are flipping me off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god. god! I was like, oh, lovely, lovely, good, good parenting. So, <laughs> so how many kids did you smack that man? <laughs> man so there is that one uh the thing that really bugs me sometimes is when and this is like, i lose my shit when it comes to this is when parents use their kids as bait uh if say we just drove in from i don't know a town a city that was like four hours away mind you we don't get out of out of the, the smackdown i'm sorry we don't get out of raw until maybe like almost close to midnight because by the time the show ends because we have to wait till the end. Uh, the show ends by the time we get out of the city and then, you know, make our four, three, four hour drive. We don't get to hotels till maybe, what, four or five in the morning mm. um, on a good day. We're exhausted. Uh, and then there's times where there's people waiting for us at the hotel. And the mm. kids, you can see the kids are just dying. They're sleeping. They're, they're like drowsy as hell. And then we get there, and we're tired, too. We're exhausted. And a lot of times, it's about the approach. It's not so much that, like, you're asking for autographs. Um, it's so much the approach when, when they start demanding shit. Mm. Signed uh. it. Um, so um, I remember once I, uh, we were in Cleveland. We had just gotten in. 
and there was fans at the at the at the hotel because we were doing media that day that morning. So we had like the nice fancy hotel. WWE pays for your hotel when when you're doing uh, promotional stuff in the morning. Um, so uh, so we get there and then uh, there's this. The real goes in. He checks in, uh, and I'm uh, I I stayed back because I had to park the car or whatever, or uh, get the ticket from valet. Excuse me. Um, so as we're coming in, this dad and he's literally dragging his kids. And mind you, the kids are probably seriously like five. Um. Hey, my, my kids are big fans of yours. Can we get an autograph? I was like, dude, your kids are fucking falling asleep. It's a Tuesday. Take him. Jesus. Cool. Jesus Christ. Uh, and I, I lost my shit. I, I was a lot more vulgar uh, on, on that one. Mm. Uh, oh, I want to hear it. Please, what would you please. say? <laughs> Verbatim. <laughs> there, was a lot of, there was a lot of F-bombs. Oh, man. Uh, well, interesting, right? Like, any explosions backstage that we should know about? There were a couple. I mean, like <laughs> a couple little brawls, altercations. Um, but I mean, something that we, we most of us have talked about already. Like you know, the whole like uh, Unico and and uh, um, what's his face, uh, Gotch. I, mean, I wasn't oh, there for that, right? I, mean, I got I got the skinny from a bunch of people. Um, and I, I I'm I'm gonna assume the stuff with Del Rio and the catering guy. Uh... Oh, I, I got the, I got the whole like, story from everybody about mm. that, and then it, it goes back to the same thing. Just because, let's say you and you and you and I, like you know, we're Latinos, so we'll, we'll crack jokes about like Latinos to each other, right? You know, whatever. And then you have this other guy that comes in and starts doing the same thing. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold the fuck up! First of all, we don't know you. I but what was it that he said? What what was said that 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 did it? <laughs> From the the general consensus that I got from everybody was because I wasn't there. I had already just I had already left the company, so the general consensus was that they were joking around, and then um, that the the Twitter guy uh, just left his trash, and then Dorio goes, "Hey, dude, pick up your stuff," and then uh, and then he says because they were making jokes about Mexicans or whatever, you know, between uh, Alberta and somebody else, right? And then the guy goes, uh, "No, that's what you guys are for." I Yikes. see now. You see, oh, this clarifies so, things. So, so you're telling me you never <laughs> had to smack nobody? <laughs> People that told me it's basically the same thing. Yeah, mm. that's wild. Man. So you ain't never had to smack nobody. That sounds like you've just told the several uh, uh, opportunities to smack a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And not only that, not only that, like people don't realize, like the real was a legit MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this food, this food, this motherfucker is legit. You got this little scrawny kid. No, my miss. <laughs> Yo, did you ever see him like legit fuck somebody up, like on the road? No, 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 no. There was there was a lot of times where we were close. I punched these in the face before, like uh, uh, just because. The the thing was if it's if somebody's gonna get in trouble, I'd rather be me than him. Okay. Uh, okay. Wow. Okay. So so I, when I, did you punch a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Mischief's just digging right yeah, now. He's I, just he's good. I want to know he, the scoop. Yeah. <laughs> he wants all the tea. <laughs> no, and I'll tell you about this one. There was a time once where uh, we were out at um, in Poughkeepsie, New York, Ooh, and uh, that's the only thing that was open, the only thing that was open, I think, it was like a Chili's or something. Of course. Um, before we hit the, we got to our hotel, and then uh, we had the original sin car with us, and then we had this fan who like legit comes up to us. While while we were at the table, we had just just finished ordering. We had got like the the, the chips or whatever, so we were drinking our drinks, um, and um, 
this guy comes up, hey, you know, big fan, you know, great show. Can we have your autograph? And they're real politely, politely. He goes, hey, you know, we just ordered food. Can can we get you once we're done? Once we're done, you know, whatever. Cool. All right, cool. We get our food. No more than five minutes after we got our food, this little kid comes up to us um, and goes, hey, sir, man, have your autograph. We're like, yeah, sure, okay. So then we see the girl go back and walk right to that table where that piece of shit was. <laughs> so, time we were, we, so by this time, we were like, man, fuck them then, right? Mm-hmm. So then we, we finished our food. We had a good time. We are on our way out. Um, and then uh, he comes. the guy comes out. He's like, hey, so what about that picture? And then Dorio just like, man, fuck you. Um, so then, uh, so and I, I know, I know where it was going. So I was like, you know, hold the real back. And I was like, no, dude. So then I started going off on this guy, man, fuck you, you know, using your kids as baby piece of shit. Da, 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 da. And, um, so Sinkara's with us Sinkara, so he goes, Sinkara, what about you? Can I get a, can I get an autograph? Whatever, whatever. Sinkara just keeps going to the car. He made some comment along the lines of him being a Mexican, not, not knowing English. Motherfucker. Uh, yeah. My man just turns around, just decks him. Yes, wow. Palas Raza. That's what Pala. I'm talking about. <laughs> it felt good, didn't it? It, it felt good, but since I was like, "Fuck, let's go, let's go, let's, let's out fucking here. go." <laughs> oh you, you ever get in trouble for that shit? No, no, no. Um, word got around, but it was more of a, "Hey, don't do it again." Yeah, man. See, God, I got a big mouth, yo. He told everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but here's the thing, though, like. We have to protect each other because oh, the most definitely. I know it's not the same. I know it's not the same. Like you know, as when like you know the the veterans are you know the, the soldiers are in war, but like I forget what it's called in the um, when you're in the ah shoot in the ditch. You know, you're all brothers type in of the thing. Trenches, mm-hmm. in the trenches. I yes, yes, that 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 that. Care <laughs> each other. Um, we have to because honestly, we're all we have. We yeah. spend more time with each other than we do with, with our own families. Mm. Mm. Real talk. Not only that, but you guys are also very vulnerable as you come into you know real world. Yeah, interacting yeah, with the fans and whatnot. So yeah, and then you're always gonna have that one or two piece of shit that's like, oh, I don't watch wrestling. I watch MMA. It's like, oh, I watch MMA too. Uh, so what? Oh, you're you're just <laughs> something. Like, you, don't know, you don't know anything about us. Mm. Uh, so what, dude? I'm trying to take a shit, man. Can you get out of the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, shit. So there was this one time. This oh, yeah! <laughs> like, I'm in the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom of a restaurant. We, we finished eating, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pissing. And this dude comes up to me right behind my ear, and he goes, Alberto. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So, so then, so then, like, at first, it was like a quick, instant chuck of like Jesus Christ, <laughs> and, then, and then it turned into mad. It turned into mad. Like I swear, man, if if I was if I still had any more in me, I probably would have just turned around and pissed on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yo. my god! What uh, kept you from doing so? I ran out of. I, <laughs> <laughs> he caught me at the bitter end. <laughs> So we can't have nice things. No, no nice, nice things. things whatsoever. <laughs> oh. but, and, then, and then the food that this dude tries to shake my hand after. I was like, I just grabbed my thing. Like, dude, come on, man. You should have touched his face. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been like, shh. And stuck your index finger on his lips like this. Shh. Don't say another word. <laughs> the moment is for us. And just walked out. 
He would have remembered you forever. I love an autograph. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like I said, a lot of it is it's, it's on the approach. Like, no, dude, come on. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't be a dick. For real. <laughs> and don't talk to him while he's touching his dick. <laughs> <laughs> that should just be a rule of thumb forever. Forever. And everyone. Not just, <laughs> just Ricardo. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Ricardo, we, we, we have this thing. I, I don't want to keep you as long as, uh, as, long as we uh, can. I'm, we kept I'm you for good. a long um, We do this thing called the lightning round. It's just round the chair shots, and uh, we give you quick uh, one-word one answers. Vic, we shut got, the fuck up. I yeah. got it. All right. Good Lord. Say it a mischief. All right. <laughs> I'm going to ask you just a bunch of questions. Say the first thing that comes to your head. All right. No no big deal. But um, what's your favorite movie? Uh, Devil's Advocate, Scrub. Ah, Scrubs. Snatch. And Snatch. Very good one. All right. Snatch. What's your favorite cheat meal? Cheeseburgers. From where? In and out, man. Oh, really? oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, damn, you're definitely from LA. <laughs> <laughs> that was such an LA answer. Um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Mind control. Ooh, mind nice. control. Um, person you want to meet, real or fictional? Uh, Jackie Chan. Oh, Ooh. worst purchase you've ever made? Uh, <laughs> an engagement ring. Toma. <laughs> um, only because it, it never, it never became a wedding ring. Boy, I mean, we, we kind of picked up on that. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> she don't gotta know. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. In your opinion, who's the most important? The face of the heel. Mm. The heel. Okay. Why is that? Because he can make the baby face. You can have you can you can have a really good heel that can make a baby face, but you can have a really good baby face that has a shitty heel. Mm. Mm. And who's your favorite heel of all time? Heel Eddie. Oh, one of our Viva la raza, right? Oh um. So you, what is a useless talent that you have? Uh, I have a lot of like random like Snapple facts in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, go no, give us one. What's a, a snapple fact on the spot? Um, dolphins and otters rape. <laughs> <laughs> the best one. How many how many languages do you speak? <laughs> uh, fluently three and a half, uh, but I know about four, uh, four or five. Three and a half. What does that have? How does that work? <laughs> Meaning I can understand it, but I, uh, if you tell me, hey, okay. speak this when it comes to like the past, present, future tenses, I, okay. I just oh. jump. In. Oh, so what languages? Uh, so Spanish, English, French. I know that uh, Italian, Portuguese, because they're all they're all Latin based. So I can read them. Yeah. I can understand them. Um, but when it comes to speaking them, I get lost in the past, present, futures. Uh, and then. Uh, <laughs> See, you fucked up. I don't know what he said. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta Google it. Yo, uh, <laughs> you. You speak Spanish? No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite soccer player? Right now, Messi. Ooh. Oh, okay. And what is your favorite role? Because you've had several different roles mm. in your career, right? You've been a manager. You've been an announcer, a commentator, a wrestler. wrestler. So what has been your favorite role and why? I want to say only trainer. Trainer mm. slash uh, producer. Oh, 
I get to see my story come to life in other people. Mm. Wow. So and we enjoy have... seeing that, man. Definitely we yeah. see the reins with Selena De Laurenta and all her work she's doing at MLW, man. And we, yo, we, we'd love to see more of you, man. Um, we'd love to have you again. Uh, thanks for being on. And um, I think we're going to cut it off on our end. Appreciate your time. Do thanks. you have anything you want to say to the people, right? Oh. All these people listening. What, what would you like to leave them with? Well, first of all, thank you for every to everyone because if it wasn't for them, we we wouldn't be us. Mm. Uh, and then we need somebody to read that comic book because we're the closest thing to superheroes in a sense. So we need yep. people to invest in the in the comic book story. Um, and uh, support everyone. Support your your local industry, your local indies, and then support everybody that's out there. And then, um, I, I really honestly do hope that AEW does something and then it becomes a different avenue for people to, you know, that are frustrated with, with WWE's happening and then mm. just go to AEW and see that. Uh, because wrestling is for everybody. Um, you And, and it's kind of like, you know, Baskin Robbins, there's 31 different flavors, 32, whatever it is. So everybody <laughs> has a different flavor. So, like, if you don't like a certain thing, hey, you know, try vanilla and say if you don't want strawberry. Or try sherbet if you don't want uh, lemon. I don't know, shit. <laughs> Great the, concept, man. And that's the beauty of the industry right now. Where, where can the fans find you right now, man? Well, right now, uh, like I can talk to you guys off the air. Like I got some stuff coming up that I'm, it's not 100% guaranteed, so I don't want to jinx it. But I should know within the next two weeks. But uh, for now, uh, my Twitter, which is still RRWWE, and I only have the, the WWE part because I still have the blue check mark. Um, hey. hey, okay. If you, change your, if you change your name, they take it away? Yeah, I take it away. Oh, uh, bastard. Keep that shit. <laughs> right. And then on Instagram, on Instagram is more so just you know, training videos and a bunch of memes. And um, that's uh, the letter J underscore Rodriguez 818. Uh, 818. All right, cool. Cool, man. Thank you for your time, man. I appreciate you, man. And thank- Godspeed, man. Thank you,